0: Earlier this month, Mr. Trevor Page celebrated his 104th birthday by doing what he does almost every day walking up Sugarloaf Hill in Napier. We had to find out more, so we've welcomed Trevor to the show today. Hi there, Trevor. Good morning. Nice to talk to you today. Congratulations on your 104th birthday.
1: Thanks
0: very much. much. Tell me about Sugarloaf Hill. I'm not sure I'm familiar with this one.
1: Where do you live?
0: Well, I'm in uh, Auckland, but I do know Napier pretty well. Is it the main Is it the main hill in Napier? No,
1: no, no. no. It's a, um, do you know the Church Road Winery out of Taradale? I
0: do, yes. There's
1: a hill at the back there shaped like a sugarloaf. Aha. Uh-huh. Con- 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 conical shaped hill. Yeah. That's called the sugarloaf.
0: Got it. I can oh. see it on the map. Yeah. When did you climb that for the first time, do you recall?
1: About 50 years ago.
0: 50,
1: I'm about to make me 100. Yeah, about 53 years ago.
0: Uh-huh. And... But,
1: um, yeah, see, so I'd given up pig hunting because uh, my knees, one knee gave out of me. And the dogs were all, were getting old, too. Mm-hmm. So I was to do something. <coughs> you can't just sit and do nothing, can you? No. I would go to work in the morning, so that's um, when I um, started going up the hill before work in the morning. Mm-hmm. Get up early about up five, five o'clock, go up there, come back, have a shower, and then
0: breakfast and off to work. Okay. Have you ever sat down with a calculator and worked out how many times you might have climbed that hill?
1: Um, no, but just kept J- Dave Boston. He reckon he climbed Mount Everest twice.
0: He you goes you go up there every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the equivalent of doing Everest twice, eh? Yes, yeah.
1: No, I never worked out how much it
0: was. Yeah. <clears throat> well, well, that might have made sense 50 years ago, trying to keep up the exercise, but you're 104 now. Um, yeah. Why, why do you keep doing it so often?
1: People
0: always
1: ask me that question. Mm-hmm. It started off being, just, they were a look in the morning, getting fit. Not getting fit, just generally living, you know, living yeah, for exercise.
0: Yeah. And
1: then um, <clears throat> there's a group of probably about oh, seven or eight of us, one after another, arrive right at the top of the hill there, have a look at the day and sort out our, um, the government problems.
0: Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> then we go home, different directions, about um, three or four of them are teachers, you see, so they have to go, they have to be at work at 8 o'clock, but I was there before that. We usually finished up about um, or 7 o'clock, usually, quarter 7.
0: So it was a little bit of exercise, but also the, the socialising as mm-hmm. well,
1: hey? Yes. Yeah. more really. And, um, so that's, and then, of course, if you're away, particularly in the winter time, I'd say, um, have you seen Trevor? No. Well, I'd put you all right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. There's his car down the bottom there. <laughs> Must be somewhere. Yeah. So, if, if I don't get to the top, they start looking for me, usually. <laughs> that only happens two or three times, but. Um, yeah. Um, well, and then, of course, because they want to see me there, then, of course, I've got to be there, haven't I? <laughs> so, um, that's a mutual admiration society.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're sort of keeping a promise by, uh, yeah. by showing up there. So on your 104th birthday when you climbed that hill, was there anything different when you reached the top?
1: Uh, no, not really the same. The town was the same, only lights now, of course, the place are all lit up, lights everywhere. Fifty years ago when I started, first started, there were no lights in Taradale yeah. like that, and then it became more modern. And Taradale, the city council promises footpaths <laughs> if we join the city council yeah they But not tell us they only get a footpath on one side of the street <laughs> 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 and of course they put surge in water so they did that of course they start cutting land up you see yeah sections so i watched it go from sort of a blank space
0: yeah
1: over taradol area there and um to where it's covered in houses now mm. And places, there's gullies, there's a gully at the end on one side of the hill. No one will ever go there because it's um, dark. Yeah. Winter time, sun doesn't get there. And damn me, they sold like hotcakes.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. I uh,
1: because and no, and everybody says, you know, if only. <laughs> it's always the way, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Uh, and so on. on that birthday walk, I understand there was a bit of a welcoming party at the top of the hill.
1: <clears throat> you mean a birthday
0: cake
1: on it? Yeah. I only got three, uh, four candles.
0: <laughs> well, well, you reset <laughs> when you when you get to a 100.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the gale to blow them out. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Some so, cake and, and, and maybe a bit of early uh, early champagne as well.
1: Yes, well, that wasn't up the top of the hill. That was up the top of the Ashfield. Okay. Uh, but just the red, the, below the real two, sharp bit at the top is. Because I brought a cake up and glasses, glasses and a couple of bottles of his stuff. Mm-hmm. So no one was carrying that up the top of the hill. And old Dave Boston was there with his guitar playing Happy
0: Birthday. Oh, good one. Do you mind if I ask you a bit about your life? Yeah, there's
1: quite a bit of it. How much do you want
0: to know? Well, I'm, I'm pretty keen to hear about the electroplating business. I'm not sure if I've heard about electroplating before.
1: And well, I won't. I, people say to me, what do you do? I had an electroplating business. And you see their eyes and face go blank.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> eyes glazed over. Yeah. Well, um, in the old days, you used to get car bumpers, didn't they? They were plated car bumpers. Surely you remember them, don't you?
0: Yeah, of course, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and um, after the war, I went to work for a firm in Wellington called Nico. they made all the um, ranges for state houses. Um
0: you had a big team there, you were in charge of helping them out, and, and you were um, basically plating ovens and stoves and irons and toasters.
1: Yes, well, I was there for uh, two or three years, and then <coughs> I decided that I wanted to, or um, well, always had wanted to, I'll well, be on my own, my own Bosch, you mm-hmm. And uh, so the only place in North Ireland was Gisborne that didn't have an electroplating plating firm. Yeah. Oh, so that's where I start the business and gets born. Okay. And um, then cars, more cars came into the country, and uh, then they got bumpers to the stage where they were giving exchange bumpers. In other words, they'd give you a, a bent one. I'd get the panel pieces they had to straighten it out and uh, replate it, put it on the shelf, you see. So that when an <clears throat> insurance company wanted a bumper, they'd take the uh, replacement bumper and mm-hmm. the old one, but it was cheaper buy new ones. Mm-hmm. Well, then um, the firm that was here in Napier, he um, had a fire and closed up. So um, I started to get work from down here. came down here in Napier and Hastings and um, arranged for a chap, only flew to um, minor parts, as it was called. I picked stuff up, put it on the plane and flew it up to Gisborne and flew it back and he distributed it. I got to the stage where about... Um, 60% of my business was coming from Hawke's Bay.
0: All right. Sounds like good, honest work. Uh, did you did you work up until you were 65?
1: 95. Eh? I, I shut the doors of the factory on my 95th birthday. Oh, my gosh. Um, mind you, um, once I got into my, to my 90s, what I found was that i go to the office to look at something i Not fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, now was shut. It was a factory. To, um, well, so I say came down here and I booked a place, only carver, and, I, calmer, and uh, I was the third, third lampie there, there, third section there. Mm-hmm. And uh, old oh, Fred was the town clerk. They was they were doing they were selling it. They almost it wanted. I said that's the smallest. They didn't have the lot. About 40 acres of it. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It's only now. Out head of it, but, uh, yeah. you Now it's all covered in house, as you see.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, was, it would have changed a lot in uh, the time you've been there. The, the only We're almost out of time, Trevor, but I just wanted to ask about your interest in planes as well.
1: About eight of
0: them.
1: Yeah. yeah. Some Yeah. Some different ones seem to like one. So I bought another one. Then I bought a twin... That's when I discovered that was twice as expensive as a one-engine aircraft. <laughs> uh, it cost an awful lot of money to fly. Mm. A lot of money. I never told my wife how much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I didn't do that, but um, yeah, there were different ones, planes I've had.
0: So you would have been about the um, right age to go to World War Two. Were you involved in that war?
1: Oh, yeah, I was a wildest mechanic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was a wildest mechanic in the Air Force.
0: Okay
1: and um, I must say that the electrical part of it was a darn good um, experience towards electroplating.
0: Yeah.
1: I knew what I was doing the electrical side of it. Well, well, not just practical, but theory as well. But um, but that was a good experience for me.
0: Yeah. I imagine, like most people in your generation, you would have lost people in the war as well.
1: Well... um, in 1938, I applied for Royal Air Force Short Service Commission the Royal Air Force on those ages. For five years, you know, the Short Service Commission in was getting people in the colonies to um, apply for positions. So I applied to about three other folks. There were four of us from Nelson Boys College, which we went to. And at uh, that stage, of course, I was working and um, had a job getting my mother's permission. I was only 18. And um, so I went to everything else except in that. And then we had a medical. And damn me, one my, like, of my eyes I wasn't good enough. So I had a stigmatism in the eyes. So I didn't go. Mm-hmm. The other three chaps Bill 80, Ken 80, and the Reverend Rose son they all got killed. Oh, and gosh. I four, I was the only that lived. Boy. So um, I don't know, two glasses save your life. <laughs> Perhaps they do. Yeah. But then the course the war came on, and um, I
0: uh, applied for whoever was well, mechanic, since I couldn't fly. That's uh, oh, well, that's the way it was. Yeah. Trevor, hundred and four good years, and I'm sure lots of people ask you this one as well. Um, what's your secret? I reckon I already know: regular exercise, socialising, and keep yourself keeping yourself busy.
1: I tell people now and again, they ask me that question. You know, I tell them the reason I've lasted so long is sex. <laughs> I sort of step back about five feet yeah. and they sort of say, uh, yes, no, wander off and talk to someone else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there'd be a better place to finish an interview than there, Trevor. Well done. <laughs> what a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you very much. I hope you've got lots more walks up Sugarloaf Hill ahead of you.
1: Mm-hmm. That's exactly
0: what it is. Who knows? Yeah. Yep. Nice to talk to you, sir. Thank you.
1: Thanks for
0: ringing. That's Trevor Page, who just celebrated his 104th birthday by walking up Sugarloaf Hill, something he's been doing for more than half a century.